Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another great show, World at War Comics. I'm Tommy. I'm your host. Today, we have an amazing guest. But before we get into that, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that ring bell. That way you know all of the interviews uh, that are coming your way. Also, I wanted you all to know that right now, Cien Chili's sponsor of the World at War Comics podcast, has an amazing offer for you. All you got to do is go to their website, cienchilis.com. That's C-I-E-N-C-H-I-L-E-S.com. And when you purchase any hot sauces from cnchilies.com and you use comics at checkout, you will save 15% off your total order. That's right, 15% off. All you got to use is comics at checkout. Go to cnchilies.com today. Um, and then the other um, sponsor of our podcast um, is Comic Crusaders. So if you're not familiar with Comic Crusaders, um, they specialize in reviewing comics comic book movies or movies in general, um, and even some music. So go to comiccrusaders.com, check them out, all kinds of amazing reviews on all those comics. They get them early, they review them, and they let you know which ones you should be reading. Um, so go to comiccrusaders.com. All right, without further ado, today's special guest is J.P. Jackson. He's a writer, he's an illustrator, he's an animator, um, and creator of awesome um, content. Go to J.P jacksonart.com and check it out um but all kinds of really great um content um one of the items that he has is this universe that he's created called the eve of insurrection check it out it looks absolutely amazing and we're going to talk to uh, jp about it so without further ado here's jpni thanks everybody well hello everyone welcome to world at war comics my next special guest is mr jordan jp jackson he's a writer he's a creator he's a self-publisher we're going to go through all the stuff that he's done um he's been doing this since 2015 and so uh he's he's uh somewhat of a, a veteran at a young age man which i think is absolutely awesome jp thank thanks you, for thank joining you. today man it's such a pleasure to have you my friend yeah thanks for having me tommy appreciate it this is this is gonna be i think we're gonna have a fun conversation that's what i I'm think doing. we're gonna have a blast bro i think yeah. we're gonna have a blast man i mean obviously we start at that foundation we both love comics so that's mm -hmm. a really good uh um way to start but uh what i would love to do if it's okay with you jp i would love to know when was the first time you picked up a comic book when did you get that bug for either drawing writing or just comic books in general gotcha so my dad, um, he was uh, in the Air Force, and he had this this container he had made of that he put all of his comics into. So when I was like, I think when I remember earliest age, probably being like, probably like five or six. Yeah, like looking through it, and like my dad didn't have everything in sleeves, and I was like, oh. as I got older, <laughs> I was like, I just. I started paying attention to it. I was like, these weren't kept very well. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can read this. And it was so many different things. So it was yeah. like, you know, some days I might pick through it. Uh, but for me, um, me and my dad, we bought like he, one of the first things he made me watch, cause I'm more of a film. I'm like very big in the film. So animation. Yeah. Um, so yeah. my dad was like, son, you, you gotta watch Transformers. Yeah. Like this movie's gonna make you cry. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not. And then Optimus, <laughs> Yep, yeah, it and made I'm me like, cry. Oh, it made is, me cry, JP. I was, like, I was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> uh, we like it, kind of like for me, it was more so animation. So like yeah. growing up, I watched Justice League Unlimited, Static Shock. Um, I was oh, yeah. like you know, like Saturday morning cartoons, the early two thousands. Love uh, it. And so those things 
always kind of propelled me because animation actually was my first yeah. kind of love and passion. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of like, but I always like I went to comic conventions. Like my dad used to take me to Baltimore Comic Con yeah. uh, back in like 2008. Nice. Early, when I was young, so I was like, I've always like looked like superheroes. And so that was like the catalyst. And I think when I was in fifth grade, the first thing I drew, one one of the many things that I drew, mm -hmm. or this was my personal project. I was like, all right, Jordan, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna we're gonna draw every splash page in the DC Encyclopedia book. <laughs> nice. And I did it. And nice. I did it. I like literally sat there. I like looked <laughs> at the page and drew it, colored it myself. Love it, man. Lost the sketches, lost those drawings. But yeah. um, ultimately, like, that was something that, like, that was, like, one of the first things that I did that was a project. But yeah. uh, my parents noticed that I had a talent for art. And so they, like, were like, Jordan, you're going to get you into this art magnet school in middle school. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, learning how to draw still lives at the age of, like, as a sixth grader. Nice. Um, learning how to draw still lives. And then I went to an art high school uh, where I, like, did more figurative work, more fine art, more painting. Yeah. But right. I was still... I was like painting science fiction stuff, like me fighting robots, but it looked like <laughs> painting. Um, and I, you know, was just telling, I was just telling stories. Through, yeah, through yeah. Painting. Um, and then I went to college, so I went to a Micah Maryland Institute College of Art in mm -hmm. 2012, 2013, I guess technically 2012. Graduated in 2016, where I studied animation. Oh. Um, and I made technically, I made like my first comic. So as you said, my first <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bring it up. You don't want to bring it up. No, man. no, no. It, it's cool, actually man. very, no, it's actually very important. It was like, yeah. um, in 2015, around that time, I was hired by a uh, self-published author, uh, Zachary Fallon, to do two children's books. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, it was, I was very excited. But, but when I look back, I was like, it was so crude. But I knew what I was going for, the vision yeah. of it. Um, but it still laid the groundwork for like my career as an illustrator, freelance illustrator. Yeah. Um, so I kind of did that, did those two projects while in college. And then um, but towards the end of my senior thesis, I had to do a, a whole animation. Um, and I decided to make a comic book for one of my like required sophomore illustration class because I was in a class with a bunch of sophomores. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just make a comic and just really do like try something. There's not going to be any speech bubbles because I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not going to do that very well. So I just did it. Yeah. And then from there, I kind of like I just went out into the world, you know, had a day job, but I would like go home and do animation. Right. And then kind of flirt started flirting with the idea of like going back into conventions, going back to comic conventions just as an attendee and meeting people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I went to the. I had a networking opportunity in Harlem. So I went to the Schomburg um, Black Comic Book Festival. Nice. And that yep. event, that was 2017. And I was there just to network as an animator to show people to help pitch this project that I was working on. Right, um, right. As a background design, as an environment designer. Mm -hmm. And um, I started seeing like more Black comic book creators because yeah. I didn't see a lot of them mm -hmm. when I was growing up. Like I didn't yeah. see myself. So it was kind of yeah. like that. Cause I, cause I struggled with like not feeling like I didn't fit in. Right, right, like, yeah. Like I can see that. Yep. And so when I went to that space, I kind of knew like, okay, so this is this is like a blueprint I can follow. So from that point on, I kind of set this intention in my mind. This is 2017. I was like, I want to do this. I want to tailor. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, um, finally got to that point in 2019. 
um, I got invited to a convention. It was like a one-off. It was called CorpCon. And yeah. I went to, my dad took me to Durham, North Carolina. And uh, we went down there in his, uh, his Jeep, drove down there, and <laughs> um, I, I sold some art. So I had made a bunch of fan art. I didn't have yeah. any comics. I didn't have any comics at the time. Yeah, yeah. So I just sold fan art. And and then that's when everything started. And then I got yeah. hired by a writer named Rod Van Blake to turn his novels into graphic novels. So the Ancient nice. Elimination series, I did that. That was my first paid comic book job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I did a couple of those. I worked for another self-published author named um, Arrow J. Knight doing Jericho's Bane, another similar yep. situation of adapting. Yeah, The Rift. Yes, The Rift did that one. And I did some, I think after that point, I was like, all right, Jordan, you're making money. You're yeah. making some money off of this stuff, but it's like you have to own your own IP. So I was like, sure. and I've always been like entertaining mm -hmm. stories while having like a day job, but never really committed to anything. Sure. And so I decided in 2020, uh, 2021, I was like, I'm going to write The Eve of Insurrection. So I was like, I'm yeah, gonna write yeah. Um, did it. Can, in I, can I stop you there, JP? Yes, go ahead. Go you know, ahead. Go as ahead. far as The Eve of Insurrection, and then obviously you have Reclamation mm -hmm. too. How, how, um, like, was there a point where you had that story already in your mind? And it wasn't until like 2020, 2021, when you put it into a comic book? Like, how long before that? were you kind of building this world yes. in your head yeah. before you actually put it on paper? Cause good. it was you published at that time, yes. but mm -hmm. yeah, you asked a good question. So initially I told people, I'm like, ah, I just did it in nine months. But the reality is that this idea had been in my head since 20, around 2015. It was like okay. my junior year yeah. of being at Micah. I wanted to write, and I forgot about this story, but I wrote, I had a creative writing class and I wrote the story about i was thinking about like this black woman who's a hack who's a hacktivist who uh -huh. has like a robot friend and she like comes home and finds <laughs> her apartment just wrecked right and the police are gonna show up so i was like oh i like that's when that's when the inception that's when the initial inception started and then in around 2016 2017 i was working yeah. at habitat for humanity and my me and me and my boss were like talking about making a comic book, and I was like, I really want to do a cyberpunk story. And I started creating um, the characters for yeah. the Eve of Insurrection. So okay. um, thinking about this kind of female cast and gang, yeah, and I yeah. built all these characters. So it started in really 2015, 2016, nice. 2015, and so it just took me a long time to get to. It just took. I just went on the journey of life. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Twenty twenty one happened. It was the time to do it. So. Yeah. What does Eve stand for? Because I, mean, I, I oh, noticed, right? Gotta, it's it's dot dot, which means yes. yeah, exactly. Oh, right. Economics. Nice. Yes. So that is the um the organization movement in this book. Yeah. Um, they are sort of a futuristic version of the Black Panther Party. Got you. This movement. Um, yeah. but they also operate they operate like a criminal syndicate because <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Um, in the future, you know, giving out mutual aid and 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 being more of a socialist society could be seen as more of a crime in a corporate a corporate capitalistic world. Sure, it's kind of where we're living in. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was the intention behind that. So that's what that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that was my next question. So yeah, that's awesome, man. So you so in twenty twenty one, the first um, book, the Eve of Insurrection, comes out, right? Yes. So then how long, I think it was 2022, so it was about a year later, um, Reclamation came out? 
Yes. So um, after publishing the first book, I really wanted to focus on like developing a particular character. Um, yeah, one yeah. of the black guards. Uh-huh. Androids. This guy actually right here. He's just sitting on my desk. There he is. Yeah, um, that's awesome, yeah. man. So we, so Blackguard Zero Two. Thank you. Blackguard Zero Two is one of these um, sentient androids that protects the Shadow Queen or Lana yeah. um, when they go on different missions. And so I decided mm-hmm. I wanted to tell the story about him um, and get into like because this is around the metaverse type stuff, yeah. NFTs. And I was thinking about making an NFT comic, um, yeah. but I just didn't really want to. <laughs> really jumping it felt like there's a lot of risk there i was too much of a risk i was like let me just i think you made gut. a good decision man <laughs> a lot of people oh, are sitting on nfts yeah. that are worth nothing now nothing man. so I was like nah so i just um and i wanted to improve my writing um yeah. and kind of just learn how to have fun because the first go around was like more of a stressful process yeah um yeah. trying to meet deadlines i was paying for editor at the time sure. and that that wasn't the best working relationship but out yeah. of that um I, i'm i'm the type of person I like to quickly evolve and adapt and uh, like assess and evaluate yeah. like, all right, these are my mistakes. I want to get better and better and better. Um, right, so right. that was why I kind of just jumped and told this random side story. Um, but it was fun and it was yeah. fun and collaborative. Um, and it was a cool, it was just a fun little one-off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got two books. Is there going to be a third? Like is the Eve going to continue? Do you have ideas to continue yes. that thing? Yes. Awesome, so man. The Eve of Insurrection is a, is going to be a seven part miniseries. Got you. Okay. Um, strictly that. So uh, Reclamation is kind of like a one shot that you did yes, outside of the main story, yes. right? Okay. Just wanted you. a one shot. Just wanted a little Perfect. one shot, and there could be more room for more of those in the future. Yeah. You know, when I build out, when I get a bigger team, and we have more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, been, I've been the solo. You need more arms, time. man, to be able to do all the yeah. artistic stuff, man. Yeah, it's like slot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. So when can we expect um, part two of uh, the Eva insurrection? Okay. Um, yeah. So good news is that yeah. I'll, I'll just put this out here. So um, in the past, it's been two years now, I've, I've shifted my approach uh-huh. um, to tackling the, the, the creating a comic, creating a comic book process, whatever. Yeah. And um, I decided that I wanted to follow in the footsteps of other writers where they just yeah. write out the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just did that. I was like, Jordan, nice. you're, gonna, you're actually going to do a um, page break. I did a page. I basically did a page breakdown yeah. um, of like what happens from book two to seven. Oh, nice. Um, so it's so done. Know, the writing's done, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the dialogue needs to be tightened, sure. but I know yeah, exactly yeah. what's happening. Things could change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but ultimately, I have the blueprint for what's going to happen going forward. So right now... That's got to be a good I, feeling, right? That you yes. you kind of got it all out there because yes. that could be stressful too, trying to exactly. fit everything in seven. And then you're like mm-hmm. at issue five or six and you realize, man, I'm going to have to like speed up and throw yeah. a lot into one issue and readers yeah. can notice that. Right. So it's good yes. to kind of map it out. Yeah. Yes. And that's what um, a lot of, some of my um, customers and fans are telling me, like your first yeah. book felt rushed, but there was a little, there was, they, they understood. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was like, I most definitely want to improve upon the pacing a little bit, but sure. Yeah. Um, and I listened to another uh, writer, uh, David Crownson. Oh, I uh, love David, man. David, Harriet David, Tubman, he, Demon yes, Slayer, man. Yes, yes. I just had him on the show, man. He's such a cool okay. guy. He's oh, hilarious. He, oh, he's he, awesome, He always man. has jokes when we're at conventions. But yeah, he he's dope, me, man. So he's awesome. I asked him a really good question about pacing, and yeah. uh, he told me to basically kind of just, um, you know, you kind of like, if you need to make one book longer than the other, do it. Yeah, right? You got to exactly. feel it. 
Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, you're right. I should just, you know, just really just really get into the process and just kind of like if this book needs to be longer. So you're not so you're not rushing it. Then that's what we yeah. do. So I was like, good. So I, I took that to heart. I was like, All right, cool. Yeah. I that's a good guy to get advice from, man. Yep. Uh, David's a really good writer, man. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So I'm excited to hear that. So the story is kind of, at least in essence, right? It's mapped out for the next yeah. six issues. Yeah. When can we expect to see a physical copy of that issue so two, two of Insurrection? I want to give it to y'all next year, like the nice. end of next year. That's that's okay. the plan. That's because okay. the writing's there. I just it's just like um, scheduling out the time to really like drill it and make the art. But I, you're I, doing I, the I, art I too, right? Yeah, you're so doing everything. Artist. Yeah. yeah, so I'm the artist. Um, I'll have um, one of my letterers, Just Havoc. She'll be doing the yeah. lettering for that book. Nice. Uh, but pretty much I, I'm going to give myself a whole year to do it, which shouldn't be difficult at all. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Well, congratulations, man. I, I got to pick them up, but I think you're out of stock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I went to I'm, buy I'm it, man. On. So what, where, yeah, when, like, when can I'm we see on. some more, man? So I'm going to – my plan is to um, – I'd like – I'm going to probably – restock probably in like but probably in a month i'll probably okay. put, them, put them back up get some more yeah. copies in and by the end of the month um nice so have some you know in december or top of january for sure so yeah they'll yeah. be back, they'll be back. <laughs> nice man that's cool man well maybe we could kind of jump into growing in the garden then yeah yeah so maybe you could kind of give us a little background because that's okay. obviously in a, a much different area of genre mm -hmm. than the eve of insurrection so maybe yeah. you could kind of share with us a little bit of the background without giving too much away because you still want people to jump in and and grab that but uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you came up with that story and yeah, sure. and go from there is that cool yep totally fine, totally fine yeah yeah so um growing in the garden was born out of the idea that i wanted to show um more of the aspects of the utopia within the eve of insurrection gotcha. garden is the garden district Yep. Uh, that is um, a self-sufficient community where they where, uh, you know, you have these black people coming together, growing their own food, mm -hmm. um, doing more communal living. Yep. Um, and there's less stress on like the corporate grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's like everybody's like, yeah, we, we literally share our food and wealth and resources amongst each other. And yeah. so I wanted to dig deeper into that. Uh, yep. And. And really tackle like the the kind of like younger audience because as as a business owner, yeah, um, a business part, I have to be business minded. Um, sure. You know, the comics, the Eve of Insurrection, Eve of Reclamation are more for like older teenagers and young adults, and you know, yeah. past that point. And so I really needed to tackle the younger age group, and then also I am a teacher now. Uh, oh, nice. So I added that to my I added that. That's another arm of my business. <laughs> right? I, I'm an educator. That's and pretty so, cool, though, man. That's yeah. rewarding. So I felt the need that I was like, all right, Jordan, you got to hit. You got to if you need to go to um, a school, it'd be easier to show something yeah. that, you know, for elementary school kids and middle school. Yeah. And I really wanted to do something that felt like Star Trek because I'm a big science fiction person. Nice, so I'm yeah. like what I loved about Star Trek was like, you know, Data or um, uh, or, or um, LaForge will be talking about something super nerdy. <laughs> and I don't even know because I'm not in. A, I'm not a mechanic. I'm not an engineer. But it would like. But I. But watching like Next Generation yeah. and like seeing the behind the scenes that they actually had a consultant for mm. like the science and math of the world. Yeah. It dawned on me. I was like, I can do that. Yeah. And um, so I actually had a. I luckily 
I've recently met a, a have a, made a friends with a guy who's an engineer. Yeah, um, nice. Our friend Opie, and yeah. uh, he basically gave me. He was like, he was down to join the project. I was like, all right, so Opie, how can we build a rocket boot with a sustainable energy source, a real one? He was like, yeah. oh, he sent me an article. And I'm like, <laughs> not a scientist, bro. I, yeah, I mean, can you put it in like plain English, man? Yeah, so like just summarize it. And um, so there is a bacteria, and I, I suck at pronouncing scientific. Uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. But there is a bacteria. It's called Geobacteria sulfurendis uh -huh. or something, something along that. But yeah. But this is a um, bacteria that's found in soil that you could convert it into an like electrical power so like an energy power source, source huh? energy yeah source. and i was like oh my god this is beautiful putting it in a book That's and so then cool. um opie was telling me i was like all right so if a you know if a kid wanted to learn how to make a rocket boot what do they need to know about it was like well they're gonna need to know about material science and calculus yeah. one and twos and you know fluid dynamics <laughs> aerodynamics i'm like all right I'm, this is not door to explore but i'm just gonna put it in the book <laughs> you know put it in the book Love you it. See the word, so you like Love. the child will be like, "What is this?" And then I'll be like, "Okay, I want to look more into that." So right, right. It's a book that's intended to tell tell a story about uh, these kids, Gerald and Gaia, growing up and learning new things every day. Nice. And it's it's supposed to just spur the mind um, and spark creativity and that's interest cool. in these fields. Yeah, yeah. And so that's um that's pretty much why I did it. Um, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, we need we need more of this. And it just feels better writing it. Yeah. Um, I, I had to set, sit with this a, a month ago because um, I was talking to one of my friends who's who's a big friend, a big supporter yeah. of the series and kind of gives me advice. Um, and she was she was we were talking about just the idea how like Eve of Insurrection is kind of a darker story for me. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and I have to tap into like a, a more of a, a aggression or rage or frustration right yeah created versus uh growing in the garden is like it kind of brings me back to my kid self and like what i wanted to see when i was a kid <laughs> like this little black boy who's like i want to save this cat and i'm like yeah. oh that's me yeah yeah and um and gerald is also based off of me and my dad so my nice. gerald is my dad's name and that's cool, uh, man that's awesome and so uh my dad says he's really good at building things <laughs> and I'm I'm infamous. I like to build things. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I build things backwards. I'm just arrogant at times. Like I'm not going to read the instructions. And then I'll just like, oh, I built something backwards. Let's start over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And those this type of dynamic is what I kind of brought into Gerald as a character, like this okay. little boy who's like who just loves to build things and like yeah. it, it's not going to work the first go around, but he like learns from his mistakes. Sure. And um. He's just always ambitious, but at the same time inquisitive and trying to yeah. just create the things that he likes or wants. Yeah, to yeah. I was just looking at your website um, and uh, your link tree, and it says "Growing in the Garden, Saving a Soft Soul." Yes. Yeah. What's this? Who's the soft soul that he's saving? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, it's not too much of a spoil. It's in the book. Uh, it's a cat. I mean, if, if it's giving away something, then don't no, do it. Man. Oh, I'm oh. just no, no, no. We're good. It's just he has to save a cat. But there's, oh, okay. There, there's there's probably more. There's I thought more you were using cat. that just as an example. So that's actually in the book. No, no. He's actually no. He's saving. You know, he has to save this cat. That's um, cool. But there's more to this cat that people will learn about later. Ah, oh, there you that's go. That's all there, I'll say. There's, there's the hook. There's the hook. Yeah, there's got the... him. So, um, so yeah, this is about him trying to save this cat. So the soft soul is the cat. He's yes, got to yes. Yeah, yeah. Very good, man. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, that's a 
a unique way to talk about a living being, a soft soul. I kind of like that, man. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty dope. That's pretty cool, man. Wow, man. So, I mean, you've accomplished quite a bit, man. We were talking about that, right? 2015, you get hired um, to do Diego Dilemma. Uh, mm-hmm. series where you did a couple books which is pretty cool here we are in 2023 and we got grown in the garden man and there's a few things in between there right like uh, land of wolves what was that one about oh oh so you remember earlier when i mentioned i did an animation oh, i made a comic I that was that oh sweet. um so land of the wolves oh, this, oh, i'm not gonna just give everything it's not giving it away i have to accept it now. no 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 uh, don't don't get anything of... away you guys oh you no 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 okay you, if you if you read all of my work, it'll be pretty obvious. Okay. Um. So, Land of the Wolves was a um a kind of dystopian because I was really in dystopian science fiction. Okay. Uh, in college, uh-huh. and I really wanted to do something inspired by Mad Max because that was the the, the that the, whatever the the last one, you know, Fury Road. That one yeah. inspired me at the time. So I was like, I want to do something in the wasteland, and I always loved Samurai Jack. Yeah, so I did this animation about this um, young Afro-Latina woman who is a shaman, young girl, um, and she's being trained by her grandmother, who is uh, a future, it was basically Little Red Riding Hood, yeah. uh, to be a shaman, and she has to go into these into this uh, domed forest to find mm-hmm. these missing black women, uh-huh. and um, I did the animation first, and it, the story starts off, and you're really inside of the dome already. Okay. Uh, and I decided to tell a prequel story, like just eight pages of like how yeah. Anya, Anya is their name, how she got from her grandmother's house to the dome and like her engaging with these wolf men yeah. um, with these masks. And you see them in the Eve of Reclamation. Nah. Oh, so all these things are all connected that you've done. Man. Yeah, I didn't. I, I laughed about it. In was that on purpose or you I did just... it on purpose? I okay. did it on purpose in 2022 because I was like, oh, these are some really good characters. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, I need them to be here because I need another gang to fit in my universe anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, Let's, we're doing it. We're, we're crossing, crossing streams. Cool, so, I mean, this universe that you've created, right, it, it, it includes the the Eve of Insurrection Reclamation. It includes Grown in the Garden. It, it includes Land of the Wolves. What about Onyx Celestials? Is that part of this universe as well? Or where oh, that my come? drawing stuff, my fine art stuff. So the funny part or, is, is that no, coming from almost, that? No, that is all okay. separate, um, just exploration of art that I wanted to do. Okay. Where I wanted to talk about this idea. I was watching American Gods, and I just was like, yeah, I want to. I want to watch it. I want to make something where we're looking at more African gods. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I just started doing these drawings in 2019. Now, are these African gods something that you've kind of created, or did you go back like in an African history and find? Okay, yeah, that's cool, man. That's yeah. awesome. So I looked, um, I looked at the Ifa religion, which is yep. kind of one of the major religions for um, West Africa, Nigeria, and cool. I started looking at the Orishas specifically and how they kind of transformed how the Ifa religion has evolved across the kind of African diaspora in Central America and the Caribbean and South America. So cool, I did a man. little bit of research on like certain Orishas and just started drawing them yeah. as like these giant be- deities, giant yeah. celestial beings That's in cool. space. And then it eventually <laughs> became, it actually eventually influenced and inspired the designs for the Yambani Chronicles. So that's another uh, fantasy yep. series. That's an fan- African fantasy series written by Rob Van Blake that uh, we adapted into a comic 
And Rod, I was telling Rod, I was like, uh, can I just do what I already did and bring it to this? Like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. set. So I just brought the same nice. design, principles and designs, and I've just kind of created uh, new designs for different Orishas mm -hmm. in his series that I will have, that some of them I may eventually bring into like my large scale charcoal drawings. Okay. Like so, yeah. That's that's really cool, man. I love that uh, um, a lot of your work, obviously not the Onyx Celestials, but some of the other stuff. I love that it's all coming from this same universe that you've created, the Eve. So very cool, man. That, that's you, so awesome. And uh, man, I can't wait to see what the next iteration of the Eve is in part two of the insurrection. That'll be pretty cool, man. And um, so seven parts, right? That's the end of it and it's over. Or is there like a little door open just in case you want to continue? Apple, I don't know. I've always imagined this kind of epil this epilogue, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's the only that's the that's the one thing that flirt that I don't like, know. It's hard to let things go like that, man, because you start to go and you start to fall in love with these characters. Yeah. And then as you're writing, right, more and more stories are coming. Yep. Like, man, how do I just end this at seven and be done with it? Man, that's really hard to do, I think, when you're developing characters and you realize the potential that they have, right? Yeah, it's gonna get I feel like it's gonna get emotional. I'm like, people are already like invested in the first book, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, Oh man, y'all don't even know what's gonna happen in the next couple <laughs> of books. It's gonna get rough, y'all. Get ready. Yeah, that's cool, man. So you know, as uh, I think listening to your story, right, you're looking at comic books that your dad had. You're inspired to start drawing them. So I feel like your path started on the art side. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. But as you started to mature and get older and go through school, I feel like the writing side has become more of a passion. Not that you don't enjoy the art. The art is there and you're good at it and you love it. But is that, am I kind of on the right path where like yeah, storytelling right has become like more of a passion for you? Yes. yes. And where did that take, where did you, where in like your experience, did you notice that that transition was taking place where, man, I just want to tell amazing stories? Uh, it took place in about the year 20, specifically 20, like maybe 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, this is after I think from between 2016 and 2020, um, yeah. my career with animation was rocky. It was mm -hmm. there's a lot of since I was a freelancer, I was doing a lot of uh, the odd jobs. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was a lot of just like emotional like stress and anxiety, um, either surrounding about surrounding either being taken advantage of, yeah, and not yeah. knowing my self worth as a, as a creator. So like you know sure. I did one job. Did not get did not get paid for that job and did a three minute animation that's in a Dragon Ball Z style and the reality is now that project um, belongs to me and it became a portfolio piece and got me jobs but nice yeah um you know I started paying attention to like how it's a little detrimental to do animation by yourself like if you don't mm -hmm. have capital or a team yeah um it can it's difficult. Yeah, um sure. and i noticed as i got older as i was like joining other teams and, and paying attention to how like you know clients would want something really quickly and i'm like this is yeah. ridiculous um yeah i realized yeah, timelines are crazy right yeah it's like really crazy so i was kind of like this is not like healthy for me yeah um yeah. and at the end of the day it's like the writer is gonna be the one like who like you know the person who owns the ip sure is gonna be making more money than the animator um if they do obviously they do their business right but yeah yeah i have more like creative control um and i have this level of just being able to accept that other people can touch the project and like do their own thing which is also why i like growing in the garden 
yeah. a lot because um, I hired one of my friends, Chelsea Arnheimer, to do the actual character inking. And mm. so she crafted the style yeah. um, for the book, which is like, it's just so like lighthearted and fun. Yeah. And, and and she like added other layers to different pages where I was like, oh, I didn't even really write this in the script. But she was like, hey, you have these kids in the background arguing over chocolate. I'm like, wow, sure, go for it. <laughs> so I, could, I had to edit the R and it didn't show up. But I was like, but the, the intention there is what mattered. And yeah. I was like, I love this side of being the writer and like being able to like watch the vision watch the project change and grow and yeah. become something greater than just if i just drew it myself yeah that's awesome man that's cool bro i mean uh the storytelling side of it is a lot of fun you have a unique ability where you could draw whatever you're about to to tell like the story yeah. you're able to tell which that's I think easy is... but that's also super easy i think there's is like it the... is it easy to have your story already written and then just be able to draw according to that story yes really but also it's i i, I want to challenge myself so my like the challenge of like working with teams of people learn sure. how to communicate become a better leader be a, yeah, be a yeah. project manager i was like i could draw this all day by myself okay yeah, but yeah. it's like it's i think there's more there's more power Mm -hmm. And being able to say, hey, I can step back from this and trust my team. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, trust the team to build this out for me. That's cool. Let that grow. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Man, JP, that's cool, man. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you. Thank and, uh, man, I can't wait to read. You know, you made a few comics about uh, um, Black um, heroes or Black um, characters throughout comics. I mean, how important has that been for you to ensure that that representation is taking place. I mean, obviously everything that you've drawn, the lead character seems to uh, be black, which I think is really important to you. Can you kind of share a little bit about why that's important? Um, so it's important because like I said earlier, yeah. like growing up, I didn't see a lot of characters, like writers or creators yeah. of color, black mm -hmm. creators. And also I didn't see a lot of black, like we just had John, like John Stewart in, uh, in Static. Um, and like yeah. Black Panther, and that was yeah. like it. You know, we yeah. had Vixen, um, <laughs> and that was you know that was kind of it. So yeah. it was like there, like there, and then and as I got older, I learned I was like, oh, there are more people that are like a lot more black creators telling stories. Yeah, but I felt yeah. like it's important to show more, um, just more complex character, like more complex black characters. Yeah, that deviate from the stereotype, and mm -hmm. that you just like you see these characters as human they, they're yeah. they're humans in essence so it's like they 100%. need to have various complexities yeah, um, so yeah. it's important that when i'm drawing these characters that they feel authentic so for instance um me drawing a story writing a story about a black woman who is an activist like yeah. i am not those things or a philanthropist i'm not those things yeah yeah but it's about how do i capture um you know, Lana Baker, how do I capture her experience right. so that it feels authentic, you know, yeah. or it feels authentic and connects with Black women or just, and, yeah. and also, can anyone pick up this book and just connect with this character right. the day as well? Yeah. Um, so it was the mainly just highlight that, but specifically Eve of Insurrection was just like, how do I capture this Black woman's experience and make her feel yeah. authentic and relatable? That's awesome. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that, man, because I do think it's important um you know over the last year doing the podcast i've met some amazing black creators um david crownson with harriet mm -hmm. tubman demon um, slayer is one of them um newton um from dream yep, fury comics i don't know yeah. if you know newton 
Um, yep, yep. Some of the art in his comic, I think, is some of the best art I've ever seen in my life by Giancarlo, yeah. who's from the Philippines. Yep. That guy is incredible. But man, I love Newton's right. I can't wait for Crescent City Monsters, the next uh, iteration of that. Um, Tyler Martin, um, Godhood. Who, uh, yep, Godhood Comics, who's. Yep. Dude, he's got the antagonist. He's already working on some kind of a TV series or yeah, something he's, in LA. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's getting it. He's, he's like it. next level already, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, one of my, uh, he's become a really good friend. Um, and I've had him on the show a couple of times, but Lonzo Star, Derek, yep. um, with Concrete Comics. And he also is working on something behind the scenes uh, for live action. But I mean, not only is he the owner of Concrete, but he's also the writer creator of Acolyte, which that character looks so dope. Every time I see that character, I get chills, man. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's this uh, I don't know what you would call it, man. I mean, they've, they've all been in the game for for a while, but they're producing some amazing stuff uh, that I, I think. Oh, Wiseacre Comics, man, with uh, mm -hmm. Magnus, which is yeah. mind blowing. There's just there's a lot of good stuff out there, man. And I, and I I think, you know, when I've had them on the show and I've talked to them like you, man, they grew up at a time where, you know, you had Static Shock, you had Milestone at the time. But, you know, when DC got involved, they kind of shelved it for a very long time. So we never really got to see what happened to Icon and Rocket and some of the hardware and some of these amazing characters that Milestone put together. But I don't know why, even to this day, I mean, obviously they're back in print now, so you could... You could pick up Icon, but um, for a long time, for whatever reason, they didn't do anything. And there has been rumors, though, about a, a Static Shock movie, which I yeah, think I know forever. Really, forever. But it's been forever, right? It's, it's been, been like, like eight been years they've been talking forever. about. It's been like, when are we ever going to get this? And I'm like, now I'm just, I don't have hope. I'm just like, it's whatever. DC I mean, that, just, that would literally oh, be on. the DC's version of Miles. Um, Morales, uh, right. it would be that big, I think, yes. on DC. Yes. It would be, it would be I mean, honestly, it would be bigger. Both young, right? Both uh, trying to figure things out in life, so super relatable. Both yeah. gain their powers and trying to figure things out while they're using mm -hmm. their... I mean, it would be amazing if they could do something with... Um, it was static, but uh, for whatever reason, man, they, they just haven't done anything. I don't know. Uh, Warner Bros. and Discovery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah, rumor is uh, DC could be up for sale because Warner Brothers has been struggling, just like Marvel... The rumor is Marvel might be up to sell with Disney tanking the way they have this last year on almost everything they're producing. So we'll we'll see, man, if it gets in the right hands. Hopefully they do something because there's some IP out there that they own. I don't know why they're not doing it. If you look at the DC universe in general, right, you have Superman that's probably the the strong, but Icon is equal to Superman. I don't think people yeah, realize that's that. What, that's what I've, I've been learning. Because like, yeah. I it's annoying because like, had I been like a little bit older, yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. i've been in like my mid-30s yeah i'm, I'm 50 I was, right I was, so I, I grew up during that time when some see, of these comics are coming out man but and like my dad didn't even tell me about milestone like it i think he might have been at a point yeah. where he was kind of fading out of it <laughs> yeah, fizzling yeah out of the comic book game and mm -hmm. so like i didn't like i that's why i didn't even know that static shock was actually based off a of milestone character until yeah like, until yeah. I got older, I thought, oh, and I'm like, and then I started looking at Blood Syndicate. I like read a little bit. Yeah, of Blood, Blood Syndicate. Syndicate is dope too. I was like, it's so this cool, is man. So of the, I was like, this is so 90s, but I was like, wow, I don't know how this is gonna hold up if we did this. I one. love 90s comics though, man. Yeah. You had Milestone, you had Image Comics explode, and like the characters were ridiculous on Image, some of them, but I loved it, man. The artwork was crazy. It just it opened the door for independent uh, creators though, because they separated from Marvel. Um, and they created something that now you're seeing AWA, Boom Studios, okay. right? Uh, Titan Comics, but also Godhood, Concrete. Like, I'm not sure if 
the ability to produce um, independence like it is today. I mean, it's, it's not easy to write a comic book. It's not cheap, but it's very easy to get it done because there's all kinds of publishers that you could you could go to Comic Wellspring and get it printed, right? So yep, that's what I use. Yeah, that's what I use too. I mean, so the availability to create a comic, very simple, right? You still got to have a good story. You still got to have great art. But I mean, it's not that hard to be quite honest because not compared to today, compared to what it was in the 90s. It was impossible. That's what, I, that's through, what I've heard. That's you what had I've to go heard. through DC or, or uh, Marvel, right, at that time. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's an awesome time to be in comics right now. You're seeing Marvel and DC, I think, struggle a little bit. But you're seeing indie comics explode, man. That's why I'm and, blessed. That's why. That's why I'm grateful. I'm like, wow. I, I yeah, like absolutely. Born the, I was born at the right time because I was like, I used to joke with um, Rod. Um, he's he's in his uh, late forties. I was like, if I was if I was alive, I was just born a little bit yeah. sooner. I could have got the stars. I'm like, no, <laughs> because after watching the Milestone documentary, I was like, oh, yeah. this would have been even more difficult. And I'm yeah. like. I, right time, right place. No, it was impossible, right? Backwards. All those gentlemen were going to all the the publishers, and they were just being shot down oh. constantly, right? And they're like, "Let's just do our own thing," and they did it to such a level that DC just came in and said, "Man, this is what we think you're worth, and we would love for you to be part of it." And you know, at the time, right? I'm happy for all those guys that started Milestone, but then they just sat on it, and I don't yeah. know why, man. Uh, maybe it was competition. They're just buying the competition, throwing it in the closet. I mean, Who knows? Yeah, honestly, that's what happens a bit. Like, it happens like in corporate this, world all the time, exactly. right? Yes, yeah, exactly. So, so I, I don't know. I don't want to speak on behalf of DC, but that's what it kind of felt like. I'm mm -hmm. looking right now. Um, I don't know if you know, but the, the compendium came out last year of Milestone. It's like the first, I don't know how many years. Mm -hmm. And it's every single comic. It's huge man i really I, I i saw that and i was like i need to buy this yeah it's awesome man it brings back a lot of memories going through it um and actually if you want to follow someone who's amazing it's a black heroes club or black okay. hero um on tiktok and instagram okay and all he does every day he searches for different black superheroes and then he gives like a little background on them and that's all he does man his whole channel is highlighting black heroes you know, throughout time in comic books. And he's Ooh. awesome, man. I love that Crack, guy. Uh, I just, just shot him a follow. Nice. Yeah, he's dope, man. He, he's such a good guy. Well, JP, man, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. I'm hoping that we could do this more often, man, especially when you have something else coming out, mm -hmm. um, just to highlight that. Can you tell us right now, like, how do people get a hold of you? How do people follow you? How do people buy um, whatever you have that's still available? I think... Yeah. Um, the Eve of Reclamation, you still have that right on your yeah, website. Yeah, I do have. Available. I actually have a few copies of those left. Um, so that's yeah. a good. That's a good starter into yeah. the Eve kind of universe, Eve verse, I guess. And then um, is a uh, Grown of the Garden. Um, is that available right now too? Yes, that, yes, we yes, we're good. The, <laughs> the warehouse is telling me we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so how how do uh, how do people go find them? Where can they go to find those? So you can um go to my website jpjacksonart.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at JP Jackson Art. Uh, yeah, Instagram and Facebook. You can follow me on those channels. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's that. Yeah, it's how you can get in touch. That's awesome, man. Man, JP, it's a pleasure meeting you, my friend. Anything Likewise. else that you want to share before we uh, hang up? Did we miss anything? Uh, I mean, we captured talked, it all. Yeah. Yeah, we, we captured it all. This, there's probably more, but that would that'd be another conversation. Time. All right, all right. But thank you. Yeah, it was a it was a pleasure being here, being able to talk to you about my work and my journey. And thanks yeah. for having this platform. Appreciate it. 
No, absolutely, JP. I'm really excited for you. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll do it again soon, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you, man. All right. Talk soon. Thank you.